Hey, Saints and Ains, how are thou? What up with y'all? How are you today, Preston Perry? I'm chilling. What does that mean? That means I'm like really relaxed, you know what I'm saying, just in chill mode. You want to ask me a question to open us up or you want me to figure out something random to say? Do you know that you like really, really, really pretty? Wow. Like really pretty? Wow. Like I look at I thought it would be more interesting than that. And I get like a little tingle down my spine. I don't know how to feel about tingles. I mean, this, that sound like paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> what? It just sounds like, you know, Superman, the first one. Yeah, you're pretty. You got your little edges, shiny and stuff, you know what I'm saying? A little makeup, beat, face beat. You're pretty. All right, so with us today, we have Caress. Uh, what, what's your real last name? I knew you were going to say that. What is it? Well, my, hmm. That see, that's a whole. That's too personal. No, well, I ain't asked my dad how he feel about it, but I go by Caress Dion. Oh. Dion is my middle name. Okay. Um, I mean, do we really know where our last names come from? Oh, <laughs> just say X. <laughs> Caress, I was I Caress was going X. through a Caress X phase, but I was like, I know I like Caress Dion or Muhammad. <laughs> that's the two that people pick Muhammad or X Caress that's X I, That's what I should have done Nah I mean I like it I like Caress Dion So I was like My uncle gave me that uh-huh. He chose that for Yeah 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 You and know I where like that came that. from Say what now You know where that came from Yes yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay I was like Nah <laughs> You know something else I don't know Nah I'm just saying Yeah Okay so, so you see Caress She's dressed real Scottish uh, She's always been one of the Swaggiest people that I know yeah, so you own, a, w- before we get to the spiritual stuff, you, you own <laughs> Well, no, nah, that's going to be spiritual, too. Okay, you own a vintage t-shirt situation. I have an online vintage shop. There we go. Um, there's t-shirts, there's skirts, there's Oh, jeans. you basically said you own more than just It's t-shirts. not just t-shirts for oh, me, because okay. I don't just wear t-shirts. Oh, I think yeah. we need clothes You're right. for every occasion. We need quilts and things. I do also like quilts. <laughs> <laughs> Turning one into a pair of pants pretty soon. Stay tuned. What? Okay, what so this is why Caress is here. Okay, <laughs> is that how do I? I you got I, your arms folded. How do I? There's <laughs> so many things on my mind. Okay, so while I, I think we met a while ago, years ago. Oh, we met at no Reach conference. Ooh. Remember when Reach Records had a conference and you was helping with uh, Natalie and all that. And I was supposed to be. I don't speaking know. the next day that's actually part of what you can t- you want you going there today? no so i've known caress for a minute and then when i moved to atlanta caress helped me uh manage my bookings and so like we we had some history then there was this situation where caress kind of you know was processing her faith in, in a very unique way that's such a nice way of putting it and then she was like faith <laughs> what's that so in the meantime while she was like faith (laughs) what's that she kind of like put up a post where she was like coming for me and preston and so i was like oh by coming mean like you know like yeah that's what we're doing coming for our heads and so she had blocked me and so no, I, I have to give context I, no why. no no i didn't even you don't remember blocking me that's what we got to talk about <laughs> why don't i remember it when you go when you go, when you out of your mind you out of your mind <laughs> De- you had a lot to forgive me for no wonder you took so long to respond to that <laughs> it's all coming so back so she blocked me so we because i had text you blocked you, me too and i said hey you just got the i said yeah. <laughs> i see you're processing through a lot like i love to just sit down and hear your heart like i don't got to challenge you I you just texted me hear that it. but yeah. i didn't get it I think you got it. You no. didn't respond. 
It, it wasn't, it was blue when it went through? I don't know. It was blue when it went through? Anywho, and so the fact that she's sitting here is because... It's the crazy <laughs> that you even let me see. She sit. had texted me so like sometime this summer, and I just saw the top of the text. I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. Because I just, I just, I felt away, right? And so then I had a conversation with KB. KB was like, you know, Caress came back to the faith. I said Caress. Yeah, we was in Tampa with KB, and he was like, Jackie was like, Caress? Oh, I guess I got to read her text now. <laughs> mm, mm, that's a good point. Thank, so I, I read you, KB. The, the text. Thank you, God. Caress was apologizing, saying that she wasn't in her right mind and that Jesus didn't do the work. And we sat down for coffee. And I was like, so tell me about the last two years of your life. Like, what has been happening? And she just told me this story that was such a blessing to me that I was like, can you please pray about if the Lord wants you to say this on the podcast? And so I say all of that to say, here we are. Okay, so let's give some context. What is your what was your relationship with Jesus, the church, the Bible before this whole season? Um, so I grew up going to church. Um, I mean, it's Georgia. Mm-hmm. You black, you going to church. That's kind of I don't know where everybody else what they got going on, but that's kind of the thing. So I grew up going to church. Um, but I would say, like it was. It was definitely like religion and not religion in the sense of like it permeated my entire life, mm-hmm. but more like ritual tradition. We knew to go to church. We knew to thank God. I played basketball. I dribbled the ball three times at the free throw line before I shoot it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ritual. Um, but no, um, fast forward when I got to college, like I met these people who were just on like I would say on fire for Jesus, but I thought it was crazy. I was like, no, I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But y'all seem like y'all got something I don't got. Mm-hmm. And maybe I've missed the mark of what it means to be a Christian mm-hmm. just by how like serious they seem. So anyways, I became a believer or I would, I thought I became a believer in college. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that now based on the last couple of years of my life. Mm-hmm. I thought I became a believer in college and I just like went around telling everybody about Jesus. I mm. was, I had a radio show. I wrote for the school newspaper. Everything was exciting for me about Jesus. I did a lot of talking at though, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, when I graduated from college, I worked at different record labels, like different Christian labels with Christian artists, uh, doing media stuff. I worked at churches, ministries. So like that was my, that was what, every, that's what it looked like on the outside for my life. Yeah. I'll say that part. Um, I definitely am passionate. When I, when I get into something, I get passionate about it. So I think there was a true passion for what I was into Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. which was Jesus. Um, And I kind of spread that to people. Like I had a Christian, I had a brand, Mm -hmm. y'all was wearing it, I appreciate (laughs) y'all. I like the shirts. Um, And I like, I just wanted to tell people what was important to me, which was God. Like I just, it just, I don't know the depth of that for me, the way I know it now. But I think at the time, I was definitely like, I think God's real. That's all I know. I think God's real. I think everybody need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what my relationship was like with yeah. God. And, yeah. So what was happening? Sorry. You yeah, no, no. I feel like y'all, you know, she she, uh, she came at you worse than so. <laughs> so so uh, y'all, can, y'all can talk. Really, this is a... <laughs> 
what so what Mediation. was what was the experience or the shift when you started to question the Jesus that you were serving? Like yeah. what triggered that? Right. So it didn't all happen at once for mm. sure. I didn't just wake up one morning and have like and just decide like forget all this and mm. forget all these people too. And you know, um I think there was I I thought about that like I think I was actually already questioning underneath the surface, like, was I really content in Christ? Mm. I'm telling people to enjoy God, but do I feel like this is, is, is God better than everything? I don't know for mm. sure mm-hmm. because I don't really know about every other thing. So mm. like mentioning uh. me growing up in church and all that, I was, I guess I was kind of like a good girl on, mm. on the surface, I would say like, not that I didn't have sin in my life, yeah. but I guess it wasn't stuff you could point out the way you could point out other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. what people go by. So, um, yeah, I, that was the, the path that I was on. And so I think my question to myself was like, is God really better? And this, mm-hmm. this might sound weird, but I was listening to your book a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, in some way or another, you were talking about having a girlfriend. And I remember feeling like I've had secret relationships, but I've never just gotten to be. Yeah, to be like, gay. To be queer. Well, yeah. queer is what I identified as, but yeah. like, I never just got to be queer. And there was even like a, I was like, I know that ain't the intention of this girl's book. <laughs> <laughs> to make people jealous. Hey, the truth. Hey, yeah. it, it it reaches where it reaches. Yeah. And for me, it was like, huh, I'm, for the rest of my life, mm. I'm going to not embrace that. How do mm. I really feel about that? Mm. Around that same time, um, different people that I was around, different conversations that I was hearing I beca- I became aware of the concept of queer Christ- like queer Christians or affirming churches. Mm-hmm. And it may sound crazy, but I really didn't know that yeah. it existed. Yeah. And so I think it planted this seed in me of like wait a minute. There's something that I've been like wrestling with mm-hmm. all this time and feel like I've experienced some consequences for it within church or within ministry or whatever. But like, there's a there was a place for it mm. that I didn't know that I could have probably went to, mm. and so that that could sound like, oh look, you're learning. There's more out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But it felt like I was in private school and I just went to public school. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. like shocking. And mm. rather than it, rather than me saying, let me sort through all of it, it was like, wait a minute, all this is. Everybody has made up their own perspective of the Bible. Mm. All these sides are like within Christianity. I just started feeling like people have just, they read this, this is what they get from it. Mm. And they take, and you know, they develop a movement towards that. And so in saying that, do you mean that when you found out about queer Christianity, then it felt like, oh, there's these people who have developed a whole theology based on the same Bible that I was reading and submitting to. And so it's like, so all of y'all got different interpretations and I'm just now getting wind of this. And so. And so, and also, did you exactly. feel cheated? Did you? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, I would assume forgive, it's like. Forgive me for saying it now, God, but like. <laughs> Did I feel cheated? I was like, yo, I could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I have with 
the things I have gone without <laughs> and I could have been enjoying. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Woo, yeah. you're talking about cheated. And I was just that's that's you just gave me language. Yeah. I think that and that sparked something in me like yeah. uh-uh. And but rather than it being let me go let me go try out this kind of Christianity, it 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 was almost like at the bottom of it, like, this isn't this can't be real. If if something like this is so up for grabs and mm-hmm. it's been this but we've known this we've known that I've I've heard that same sex relationships um are not things that God supports my whole life. But like now this? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Yeah. Wow. Wait a minute. This whole thing it was a sham. It was this whole thing was a sham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that I feel like there is a unique temptation that comes to Christians that never had a ratchet season. You know? That's what my auntie said. Because for us, yeah. we weren't raised Christian. Yeah. And so we were we ratchet. Heathen. And so all of <laughs> all of the sin and the temptation like we were able to and I'm not saying able as in it was good or wise, but I'm saying we explored the f- like the halfway fullest depth of our depravity mm. and so then when we turned to christ we already knew what the world had to offer so yeah. it was like nah i done tried that no, and i like, don't want it i know for a fact jesus is better yeah but <laughs> what i meet is like that people that grow up in church that struggle just be different because they like even cats that we know that are married who only has sex with one wife they be in their mind like but but there's so many other women there's all these things. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, that's so, it's such a demonic, mm. it's such a demonic thing. It, Cause that's what happened in the garden. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm, you got mm-hmm. this, but there's more. Yeah, right. Cause that, they, <laughs> they never knew of any other thing. I, so, and I, I love that you just said that's what happened in the garden. One thing like, and I, I may share something about this later, but like my experience has made me look at the Bible completely different. It's like, come hmm. on. I'm like, we people are debating how many days of was it a real animal talking it's like yo that's the experience right there i don't know if this is enough i don't know if what god has put parameters around is actually sufficient Mm -hmm. like i'm questioning that oh that's what they were talking about in the garden not like was it at like uh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. getting into all yeah, these all, the, yeah. all these technical head things really arguments? It's like, it's like oh. people out here trying to figure out if yeah. it's okay for them to go do what like to wild out because they trying to find something to fill themselves while yeah. y'all arguing about how many days of creation was it really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. What were you gonna say? Right. I was gonna say I, I, I want to be careful be, uh, because I I know this is your story. Uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to try to make it about us more than we have to. But I think the beautiful things about your story. It's not just about what God has done with you <clears throat> only, but also about how like God reconciles relationships that was broken because of mm-hmm. what happened. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I, you talk about like when you first started to find about queer church, queer churches and stuff like that. Um, I can imagine that you know you being you know connected with Jackie and friends with Jackie and she's being one of the leading voices in the Christian community about sexuality right Woo, um, like, boiling it was like, a different kind of fire shut up in my bones yeah <laughs> like like yeah boiling in a way and so like 
I think it's 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 great to highlight that you know hmm. um, that type of that feeling that you felt against uh, uh, with her. And I think it's good for people to see that it's not necessarily personal when it's spiritual, mm-hmm. you know. But also too, like, because you said some things, man. You was like, "Can I say it?" You can listen. Remind. <laughs> she made a put post. me in remembrance. She made a post, a long post, <laughs> and she was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna write a book called Petty Girl, Good God." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> pause. Wait, I, that sounds horrible familiar. title, anyway. <laughs> that sounds familiar. You know, what I'm saying? It, it was clever. clever. I appreciate." I'm still a creative You know what I'm saying I ain't rocking with y'all But I'm still a creative Oh man um, So can you talk about Oh man that, that That tension You know And even coming back To the Lord And having to Yeah You talk about that like, and, and what you What you felt And I want to add to it to, to widen it a bit Which is You're discovering Queer church uh, Queer theology all the things, but you also were really rooted pretty deeply in a local church, in a local community. Like your work was surrounded with Christians. Your life was full of Christians. So I guess also what was happening inside of you that made the people around you enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whew, what was happening inside me? You know, I don't, I I told you this the other day, I was like, y'all are talking about something on your podcast and it sounds like somebody in my life that I know. And I think there was this, like, I still cared what Christians thought of me mm-hmm. when I decided like, this is all a sham, like, and left. It was, there was still like this, like, and I, I don't, I would say, is that the Lord that could have been that could have been God keeping me sensitive to something mm. about him. Um, but it was a like the thing I don't think people maybe recognize and maybe it's actually hard to have empathy or sympathy if you don't understand the process. But like to leave your entire community mm. on one end and then you zoom out and you say, yeah, and then you left your entire faith. Mm. Like. If ever and, and for me. I thought I was really follow like like even if I was walk even if I was far in the back I was walking behind Jesus I thought uh, yeah so to go another route I don't where do where literally where do I go yeah yeah those were my words for life yeah. like mm. I didn't know where to go that's traumatic mm. and so there's tons of emotions that come up you feel lonely you feel angry and I think hearing you stood as like for for me it was like. <laughs> like it and I heard y'all say this on your podcast before it felt personal like there's it's hard for people to like take a like separate sexuality from identity right so for me it felt like I, I was just I was mad at the idea that God was not okay with me being who I was mm-hmm. like that was so important to me and the fact that you were saying that you were standing in that with God. It's like anybody on God's side mm-hmm. right now, anybody on God's side, period. <laughs> like I, I found in my journal, I wrote in my journal one time, like F God, like, mm-hmm. like literally, I mean, I, I didn't just put the F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spelled it out. I spelled it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's not this kind of show. Mm-hmm. So I was so mad mm-hmm. and 
you even as you guys talked about i remember y'all talked about sage and all the y'all were mm-hmm. talking about different things and i was like man people are just trying to figure out how to make sense of life because god doesn't want us as we are or wow. god is like it's this is all like i just was angry i don't even think it it makes sense yeah. there's yeah. no sense to make of when you're when you're trying to make sense of life and nothing around you like I live with my sister at the still now and she's a believer and I basically kind of she would say I discipled her mm-hmm. into the faith. So like the tension there at home, there's nowhere. And I, I think that's wow. just a sidebar to like how I I feel like I got to where I got to because there may be I I, I could tell you this, I was Googling like crazy, mm-hmm. like Center for Relief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Decon- where can I go to deconstruct and not have to worry about paying my bills right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people have typed that kind of stuff in too. Yeah. Like Google history is a thing. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But it's like, where do you go? Yeah. Even, pe- even people that mean well, or you just feel like a Christian won't be safe. That That's an- that's important. Was that your experience with John? That when you, because you-, you did... I went you to my pastor. Out. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. John, my pastor, was one of my best friends at the time, still is now, like, because I had to come back to him too. I had, I had a lot of coming back to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he and I, like, sat down and we were going to work through a book together. But I was so sensitive to, like, I felt, I actually felt like, I don't know what to believe anymore from anyone. Mm, yeah. Like, what if I had been brainwashed my whole life? Mm-hmm. Like, cause people, it, I start, now that's another thing I realized people feel like Christians are like, y'all, you feel like y'all are like robots. You're mm-hmm. brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later on in life, I, I mean, now I realize like, yeah, my mind is being renewed yeah, consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, mm. you're right. That is what's happening to me. Mm. But like at the time there was kind of like this, I think there was this part of me that felt like, and somebody has said this to me before, like, how can you be smart and think real deep questions about life and still be a Christian? Mm. That's so old. Mm. That's so outdated. And you're a woman and you're black. Yeah. What are you doing? It seemed foolish. And it seemed foolish. And I don't know if it's just Atlanta or other parts of the world like this, but there was... There's so much here Mm. that you can turn to or people have different beliefs and all types of things. And it's like, it just made me feel like I have no idea what's real. Mm. Um, Mm. And so I think I was mad. I was was angry. um, And I think I just... Yeah, I think it was just kind of black. I blacked out and just went off on whoever. I got a two-part question because I think for the people who are listening, I think it's, I think it would be good for for you to kind of let them know like what when you left, like like how like what all did you like kind of dibble and dabble in, like okay. like you know. But also, what was that defining moment that kind of like led you back to Jesus? Because you talk about mm-hmm. you talk about like you know how the world tries to convince you that Christians just do a good job of brainwashing people. But when I hear your testimony, I don't see that. I, I see God himself, hmm. you know, and that's a powerful thing about the Christian faith. It's not what we know, or what people can convince us. It's an experience hmm. with the holy and, and a living God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's what you experience. And so can you talk about that process of like, what did you end it like, like, like leaving the faith and feeling like, oh, I can be a quick Christian. And then what did you end up mm-hmm. going into, Okay, you know, and then how the Lord brought you back? So, 
I want. I feel like um, I don't know who said it, but do what thou wilt. Yeah, that was Aleister Crowley. Yeah, Church of Satanism. Dang, I just knew Jay Z had it on the sweatshirt. Every time. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed no, to be. No, it's satanic. Yeah. Okay. That's See, a now it all makes sense. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have went off on you and just text you. No, Maybe you could have helped me. You could have avoided all this. It's a process. So um, I think at some point, like, that became, I I live by things, man. Like, I sometimes change my bio on Instagram just because this is what I'm living by right mm-hmm. now. And I need that to be known. If I had a saying, do without will was it for me. It was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because why not? What if why not like Mm -hmm. that's just like and i think that is what every that that sounds good like do what feels good to you yeah that actually sounds like helpful for people Mm -hmm. and so i was just like yeah i'm gonna do whatever i want to do so that meant drugs i was i had a girlfriend like and not and finally i would say that's how i felt the word finally for the past Mm I'm still working through it. Um, but at the time, I felt like, finally, I don't have to hide this about myself. Like, mm-hmm. I just get to be. Like, I think I felt like I'm just being. And I think things, I, I was looking earlier, like, what was I doing this time last year? I was launching my collection for, like, my clothing brand. And I was excited about it and things went well. But I looked at a picture from the same the same time frame and I was Googling, like, self-esteem how do i know if my self-esteem is low like i was i was there were things going on that felt good so there that's another thing that i didn't know Mm -hmm. that bad things felt good Mm. Uh. (laughs) oh wow why didn't you know it because of the church girl thing because of the church girl thing and i think there's just like sometimes when people talk about Sometimes when people talk about sin, it makes it sound like it. there's no pleasure that you can even experience uh, in it. Yeah. Like that, yeah. it, going back to the garden, like yeah. it does look like this. Yeah. It is good for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the deceit. Uh. Like it's actually whether or not I trust that this is best. Like wow. what God is telling come on me. Here. You better preach to <laughs> us. No, come on. So like I, I think things felt good for a while and then... Like I said, around the same time last year, my, my self-esteem was still low. Even though people were applauding me mm-hmm. for different things that I was doing in fashion and whatever, I I couldn't make sense. Like I didn't, I would say I didn't have peace. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how to define it. it it's, I think you know it when you feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I at that time like I was I was taking antidepressants I was smoking weed I was trying other drugs like I was all types of things and this is not a defense of people doing drugs but I wonder if people actually thought about why are people doing drugs Mm -hmm. why are people why are people doing whatever they're doing and not just like all these drugs all these potheads these whatever it's like people are not to mention it was 2020 a pandemic what is life that's true then as a black Mm. person watching black people get killed on the streets by cops and people pretending to be cops yeah Yeah. here in like that there's no there's no excuse for sin but there is a recognition of like people there's things that that can feel so heavy Mm -hmm. you don't you don't know where to go and i wasn't trusting god because i didn't feel like 
I could show up as myself to God. Like yeah. my mom was texting me like, God still loves you. God still loves you. I'm like, God don't love me as so, I am. Say what your yeah. mama said about. Uh, and then she would text me later on and be like, you're not worried about hell no more. <laughs> like, and even I, I love my mom. And I think that's another thing that like, for I, I recognize people. And that's something to people who are currently thinking through their faith or deconstructing, like the people around you, like even if you don't believe in God, you, you there's something about giving people grace because you're looking for grace right now mm-hmm. that says like, they don't, they don't, you've changed. They haven't, yeah. they don't know what to do with you right now. They don't uh, know what not to say. I was living with my sister. She felt like it was eggshells at one point. Like yeah. she didn't know what she could say, what she couldn't say. Yeah. So everybody, like, everybody needs to breathe (laughs) and needs that grace and so um but anyways i was trying to calm my mind my mind was going crazy Mm -hmm. my mental health was horrible like i'd been diagnosed with like a mood disorder Mm -hmm. like all types of things and some people would say later on like i don't know if you really had a mood disorder was it were you just under attack was this spiritual warfare it's like i don't I'm still gonna take my medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say that um, and pray. I'm gonna do both pills yeah. and prayer for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like that new shirt. <laughs> I'm looking everywhere to find peace. Even in the relationship I was in, I I was trying new types of dynamic. I all just and it was a relationship with a, a woman, um, but like nothing. I even couldn't trust her. At some, it was just like nothing. I I didn't have peace of mind and it had become normal for me to feel like I just hope I don't wake up tomorrow Mm -hmm. because I don't I can't make sense of life and I don't really know where to go like I just hope I don't wake up tomorrow and then one day that that feeling became so heavy Mm -hmm. that it was like I got to do something about not waking up Mm -hmm. and I remember knowing that I had like uh, pills at home and I was at home by myself. My sister was at work and I was like, it It felt like in my, like rushing in my brain were just thoughts like, it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. You're never going to find peace. You're never going to find peace in who you are. Even if you try to embrace your queerness, you're not going to find peace there. But like, that's all I just kept it. I just didn't, it was like, an attack Mm -hmm. it literally did feel like an attack and so i got in my car and i'm like i'm gonna drive i just gotta get i I gotta get out of here i tried calling people Mm -hmm. nobody answered the phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) no one answered the phone and i got back home and i was like all right i'm going inside and i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know what would have happened because in that moment i felt i felt like it was my end. Like mm-hmm. I had literally gone to the end of myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at that moment I said, I had not prayed and in, in, I hadn't called, I hadn't used the word God in probably two to three years wow. because it felt so, I was like, that's a Christian, that that belongs to Christianity. I mm-hmm. Even in my going away from God, I it was it wasn't, maybe there's another God. It's like, mm-hmm. nah. 
Mm. I don't want nothing to do with that one, even if that is the one. Yeah. But the other ones don't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in that moment, getting to the end of myself, crying my eyes out, I said, God help me. Mm. And as soon as I got that out of my mouth, a friend called. And she said, Caress, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Wow. And she's a believer. She, I don't know how, her name's Bucci. I don't know how she managed to maintain friendship with me being as solid as a believer as she was, but also listening to me talk about relationship struggles with a woman, mm -hmm. listening to me talk about doing, like, her prayer, what that did for her prayer life, no telling. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome, Bucci. <laughs> <laughs> no. But she talked to me and she just i just i just let everything come up wow. everything that i felt i just started saying it everything i felt towards god i said it out loud i just and there was so much anger and hurt there and my sister eventually came home i was on the floor crying she asked me she said do you want to surrender wow and i was like I, it's almost like i don't know what else to do yeah. <laughs> And well, you here? I tried it all. I tr I've tried it from from my perspective. I mean, some people might say, "Nah, there's some other." Th you, I think people may feel like this ain't making you me gotta, emotional. It's making me emotional. You cry. I don't, I'm a, I'm a Who gives a black man permission to feel? <laughs> <laughs> I think people might say like, "There's this place you have to break through, and you can finally let go of all that what you think you have to do." Like God, it's almost like this idea of like God. It's I thought the trauma was coming from, I thought I was experiencing trauma from God. Like, no, mm -hmm. God, you've hurt me so much. When in reality, and on this side of things, I feel like I was experiencing what it, almost like what it felt like to say, I want to live life without God. Mm -hmm. I was, that was like, <gasps> I don't want to live. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't know how people, I literally do not know. Wow. I cannot make sense of it. And... My, I, I said, yes, I want to surrender. My sister prayed for me. And I take these walks on this trail. Um, and like a couple days later, I took a walk on a trail. And I just started like telling God more of everything that I had been feeling. And I got quiet on the way back. And it was like I hadn't picked up the Bible in two, three years either. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Yeah. I wasn't talking to God. I wasn't going to try to read all those words. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like scripture just started popping in my head that God was just reminding me of things. And it was just like, take your time, take your time. I'm here with you. I'm walking with you. And it's like the light bulb went off. Like, wait a minute. I cried out to God a couple of days ago and he heard my cry. Oh, you, Oh, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. tell me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like God, God is listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> And what's the reason why I say I don't know what I had saved before is because why was that is that is wow. huge when I saw what's the little ones what's your little one's name that was going yeah, around hugging autumn. everybody autumn. saying thank you God thank yeah. you God yeah I'm with her yeah. <laughs> like wow. this is the gospel like God loving us the creator of the universe taking time out Pe people who got 600 followers sometimes can't even get, they don't have time to respond to you. They mm -hmm. actually don't have time. Mm -hmm. God is somehow managing an entire planet, mm -hmm. but listening to me who said F you last year. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm for real, y'all. Yeah, no, I'm, really yeah. I'm like That's beautiful. And so I that it for me it was like real, like, oh shoot. Oh snap, what do I do now? This God loves me. Yeah. Uh, he want he wants me to live, even if I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that type of love almost sounds obsessive. Yeah. It's crazy love, and I'm like, okay, you really love me. Mm. So let me let me let me con- initially what what ha- what rushed through my mind was like, oh snap though. Mm. Now what can I do no more though? <laughs> you gotta take up my cross. Oh snap! And yeah. it was like, and even even my how mm. I felt about God was one way, but I was like, now what about Jesus though? And I separated uh, them. I'm not saying they are, but I separated them because people, you can get by, especially now, hmm. with just talking about God. Because people will call uh, God by different names uh-huh. or universe, spirit, creator, great creator. All these things can uh-huh. still just go under the umbrella of God. Hmm. And people don't know for sure what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. But when people start saying Jesus, ah! then it's like. Uh oh, we're, we're getting specific. Yeah. One way, yeah. Ex- that's exclusive. That's that's outdated. That's just not. Jesus forces us to to choose and to to have a, a stand. Hmm. You know, in that uh, I heard a preacher say the world will hypocritically applaud any man who claim he is a seeker of truth, but they will call for a public execution for a man who claim he is founded. And so I think, in 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 one way, like you know, we can say God. And people can celebrate you. Oh, you on your quest for spirituality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once you say Jesus, it's like, how you know Jesus is the way? Like it's you, like they, 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 they respect you when you're on this quest. Yeah. But once you say you found something, once you, when you, mm. once you landed somewhere, it's like, how you know your way is the way? Everybody becomes skeptic. You know what I'm saying? And so that's <laughs> the beautiful thing about Jesus. Um, you know, like he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the world is not going to respect when you, when you land on it. Mm. That... It's like even things that I've read before, which I sometimes we can have disciplines or I had certain disciplines that I was reading the Bible or reading certain books. And in retrospect, I was like, man, I was just getting a lot of head knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't know if I love God with my heart and if I knew how to love my neighbor. Mm -hmm. However, now I'm living certain things and those words are coming back to me. I think that's wow. just the that's how God works. Yeah. Like you want to remember everything you read in a book the next day and yeah. be able to regurgitate it, but it's like maybe ten years later mm. that one line hits you. Yeah. And C. S. Lewis's line about um like meeting Jesus and him either being if we're gonna if you're gonna be confronted by the real Jesus mm. you're gonna walk away saying he's either a liar he's Lord or he's a lunatic yeah. mm-hmm. like you can't just say he's a good man you don't have that option yeah that finally hit me it like forces you I started choose. I was yeah. like I don't know if this is legit let me read some outside sources mm-hmm. about Jesus and I started <laughs> looking up stuff on YouTube like I know I'm a scholar yeah. like you know what I'm saying like I could tell you what the archaeologists have said about this and that and I was like oh snap they're saying Jesus really walked the planet mm. this was real they can't really validate the faith stuff because that's not their realm mm-hmm. but like there's too much around this mm-hmm. something happened mm-hmm. yeah. it's like and that's a, that I get excited because I'm the Bible feels fresh to me right now. It yeah. feels like the story of Jesus is not some outdated story. Mm-hmm. It's like, like this should be viral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you told me how, because I, I think I asked you something about how have your, how have the people that, you know, you were doing life with, 
uh, how have they responded to the shift? Because I've heard it phrased as, you know, in one sense, it's kind of like coming out of the closet again. And so it's like, sometimes people have to come out of the closet as gay or queer, but then you have to come out of the closet as Christian. Right. And so it's like, you told me a conversation with somebody where you, you, they, they brought up the subject of denial. Yeah. Um, someone who I would say, I know they care about me deeply and in their mind, because they don't follow Jesus, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Specifically my sexual desires. Why would I deny them? Mm -hmm. Like this, like their words were like, that sounds like denial. And it's like, I was like, it is. Mm -hmm. It's me denying myself to follow Christ because Christ has the way to life. Mm -hmm. And it's, I actually, I realized that takes, that takes a humility, humility that I don't think people like, that's just not popular Mm -hmm. to be a sheep, Mm -hmm. to say I'm a sheep. Not only is it not popular, but it's, it's not possible apart from the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It's it's something that the Holy Spirit has to do. And I love the fact that you talked about before when you was a Christian, you knew all of these things. But once you but once you saw God actively involved in your life, mm-hmm. it transformed your heart in a way. Right. Yeah. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. And that's the thing that separates Christianity from other religions. Mm-hmm. That's all head knowledge. That's all law driven right these these rules right but christianity is not just rules and not just laws it, it's those things um but it's an experience mm-hmm. and once you had an experience with the holy spirit like it changed you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so it's just not you know what i'm saying and so like I, I i think for me being an evangelist talking to people it's like it's it's not it's it's not i want to reach them but i'm not beating them i try my best not to beat people over the head with scripture because i I realize that i'm talking to somebody who doesn't have the nature that i have literally and and so and so and so you have a you you can empathize this is how the bible says you you were once them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. so like for you to to have that experience to know all these things about god and then Mm -hmm. deconstruct your faith and then go down this road and it's like then be at your wit's end it's like i don't know what to do other than call call on God, mm. where he wanted you. Literally. That's yeah. literally where he wanted you. Yeah. And he came down, he was like, I'm going to allow this woman to experience me. Yeah. And so that's that's the beautiful thing about the gospel, mm. um, that Jesus condescended and he sends his Holy Spirit um, to dwell in our hearts. And so that's, yeah. that's I, so beautiful. I'm just so, um, I think I was encouraged, not I think, I was encouraged by your story for many reasons. But one is that like, I think from the outside looking in, like when we see people just kind of doing doing their thing, it can feel disheartening, discouraging, um, perplexing, all the things. And even with our situation, you know what I'm saying? Like I reached out and all the stuff, but I pulled back, right? Out of pain. But it's like the Lord never did. Mm-hmm. Like like he, He's so not like he was the one who was primarily offended, but he still stayed. Like the the whole time, the Lord 
was still with you. And so I think that's what I'm grateful for is that God is not like us. Mm -hmm. Like when he is offended, when he is denied, when he is not listened to, when he is not honored, when he is not believed, he still loves, he still pursues, he still seeks, he still shows up. And he had a saint who was ready and available to be there with you when the time came for it. Mm -hmm. And the glory be to God, she was the one person you kept around. (laughs) (laughs) We, We thank God. like. Yeah, because she 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 didn't have to be. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Like, so like, that's a grace and a mercy that there was still somebody like listening to it, like had an ear for God to respond to you. I, I'm thankful for all the people because there were a couple people who like another friend that's just like, I can tell you think that you probably can't talk to me right now, but you can <laughs> yeah. Like just sends out a message saying mm-hmm. that, but she's she was in tune to me. Mm-hmm. And another thing that was so helpful was when I did run to a uh, friend her husband's house and I I asked him, I I, I asked her husband Dan, I was like, "But what are you going to think about my orientation? Mm-hmm. What do you think about my orientation?" Like I was just I had that word in my head probably from some article I read. Yeah. And he was like, "What's your orientation to Jesus?" Mhm let's just keep focusing on that mm-hmm. and let's let all let's yeah. let's let's start there because you can start with trying to figure out what i gotta do i gotta fix yeah. some stuff i'm gonna have to let go of them and let go of them yeah, yeah. and it's just like no i'm 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 holding on to something i i'm i don't have any my my hands are full right now because mm-hmm. i'm holding on to jesus mm-hmm. the other things are gonna fall by they're yeah. gonna fall by my side because yeah. i'm holding on to jesus but like you got I gotta get there first. Yeah. Mm. And definitely so thankful for all the people that prayed through, had to figure out how do you love someone if they're I love you and I want you to know that I care about you, but I I love God mm-hmm. and I think that God knows best for your life mm-hmm. too. So I'm I'm not gonna tell you mm-hmm. That I'm bless, I'm giving you my blessing right. in what you're doing right now. Right. I'm gonna try to figure out how to be here for you, though. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure that out, and I, I thank them. But I, I like, it's like the person asked me about denying myself, or you're not gonna this, you're not gonna do that, and I'm like, I got a good thing at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't married, but I got a good thing at home yeah, with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this love, yeah. the yeah. sending all these people, having somebody in. It's all God I see. Mm-hmm. I see it. I see God through it all. So That's good, man. Yeah. Before we close, I just want you to like highlight the situation where you went on a trip with your mama and you said she was sleeping. And, <laughs> but I, I felt like like people could resonate yeah. with what you observed. Yeah, my mom, we went on a trip um a couple months ago. We used to go on a lot of trips together, but the past couple years I ain't want to go nowhere with them. Yeah. <laughs> with my family um and my mom was having such a good time on the trip it was just my dad my mom and me my sister didn't come with us this time but anyways she was having such a good time and then we got on the plane and it was like two seconds you look over my mom is knocked out Mm -hmm. and you're like we just got on this plane why is she so tired and it's like it hit me she hasn't slept in three years Mm -hmm. she did not sleep like my mom was so worried about me. Wow. So praying for, in her prayer closet, you ask her how you doing today, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm not doing too well." And and it, she always tried to come up with another reason, but yeah. it's really because my daughter is lost mm. and it's breaking my heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. But it was like, and she's she said to me, which I hope 
I hope she means it. I've given her the best gift she can have for the rest of her life. So hopefully I'm <laughs> off the hook yeah. for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's like so she she wasn't sleeping. Amen. Yeah, before, we, before we end, I just want to say this. Last night, I um, the last couple of days, I've been I've been in prayer about some really serious stuff. And um, I, the other night, I felt the need to pray this prayer. Uh, while I was in prayer, I started to pray just randomly, Lord, don't hide your face me don't hide your face from me and i was like why am i praying this like what what is what is this about and so last night i was like i'm gonna like literally study what this what this means and i i i found a a blog of a guy who who wrote about it and uh he basically described it as like sometimes when we feel like god um well basically god hiding his face from us is is either judgment or, or 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 chastisement right um, but like a lot of times when we feel like God is hiding his face from us, we think it's because, you know, um, uh, because, um, he's mad at us because of something that we've done, but it's really like our sin is what separates from him. And he gave this analogy of sometimes like we, we like a man who's on a lake on a boat and he said, if you fall asleep by the, sh- by the shoreline and then you wake up or whatever, and then you realize that you're far away from this shoreline, you can almost think that, that, that like what created this distance and he's and he said what well, sin creates this distance but the, the good thing about god is that in his timing when he loves you he's the one who draws you near to him mm-hmm. and i think i think I, i've had those moments in life well, I'm like, God, like, what did I do? Like, why am I far away from you? Like, why do I, why do I feel so, so hopeless? And so like, you know, what, what, what created this distance? And even though my sin is what created it, his goodness is the one who kind of pulls me back to the shoreline because he's consistent. He's stable. Yeah. He's that shoreline. Like he doesn't move. Yeah. He doesn't move away from us. He's consistent. We move away from him. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. even in his goodness, mm-hmm. he draws us back. Yeah. And so I, th- I thank God that when I hear your story, I hear that you had some type of knowledge of who this God was and you felt hopeless at times. And it was just like, no, like I've always been here, Caress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you've drifted away, and you don't you you can't you can't see my face. This mm-hmm. is not a physical see my face because God is a spirit, but you don't feel my presence mm-hmm. because you drifted away. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you to your wits end mm-hmm. to draw you back to that shoreline mm-hmm. to draw you back to me. And I just I just hear the goodness of God and yeah. allowing yeah. you to experience Him in such a beautiful way. Yeah, um, his, that's just his, dope. His kindness leads us to repentance. So every time. All right. Peace. Bye. 30 Minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Edited by Angie Elkins. Video recording and audio production by Kim Powell. Artwork by Hop and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perrys episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perrys or just go ahead and scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perrys. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God. Go with God.